Dennis, it's finally happening. It's I'm happening? Moving, I'm moving to Queensland. Right, as long as I've known you, you've been quote-unquote moving to Queensland. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'll see, I'll see it when I believe it, mate. No, listen, it's actually... Well, okay, I tell you, now I have some sort of, you know, financial obligations to, <laughs> to do so, so I think it's actually going to happen. No, but uh, yeah, you're right. In 2017, I decided I wanted to move to Queensland. I was going to move home uh, to Australia and, yeah, move up north because I'm from Victoria down in the south. And then I didn't because my broadcasting career kind of took off, and so I stuck around in Europe for a couple, I say, a couple more years, four more mm-hmm. years, and now I'm finally come home. And Dennis, we've done it. Signed a lease. I'm moving up. I'm moving up next week. I mean, you could start paying rent there without actually physically being there, I suppose. But I suppose that is less likely, isn't it? I that would be an interesting thing. I wonder if I just never turned up and and I, I, I just kept paying rent, but never turned up to to pick up the keys. I wonder what the real estate agents would do. Cash those checks. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's it's the best of both worlds, right? It's all the money and none of the hassle. Yeah, they're not, you're, you're, they're not, not, you're not living in the house and, you know, messing shit up. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, went through the application for uh, rentals where, you know, they, they need apparently just every scrap of personal information. You know, obviously they want, you know, your income, your rental history. Mm-hmm. They want references. They want the, you know measurements of your your inside trouser leg everything dennis it is unbelievable how um uh how precise the information they require is they want so, i mean have you have you applied for many rentals in your time not many but a couple of times and it is uh, ha- but, uh let me tell you it's further on in your life buying a house they want way more stuff dude who does the bank Oh, I guess that makes sense. I was going to say, what the the owners like? Now we want to make sure this home is going to a good home. It's like I, it's the home not, that no, is going to become the good home. No, they're not giving away a puppy. The bank wants to loan you a half a million dollars or whatever. They want to make sure you can pay it back, unless it's yeah, like two thousand and seven, in which case they'll let you do whatever you want. But um, yeah, they don't need the inside trouser leg uh, measurement for that one. No. That was the year they took that off, and they're like, oh well, it's obviously caused the problems. So you know the way you know the way, obviously now, nowadays most times to buy a house you need like a ten percent deposit or a fifteen percent mm-hmm. deposit or maybe mm-hmm. a, maybe a five percent deposit, right? Something like that. Yeah. Back in the day here in Ireland, during what we used to call the Celtic Tiger, only place in the country where I've ever seen that names its economy booms and busts. Um, you heard of the Celtic Tiger? Is that something that's familiar? A term familiar yeah. to you? What about I the mean, Celtic I don't wanna, Phoenix? I don't want to. I don't want to burst your bubble, but there are other parts of the world that also do that. You just don't hear about them because they're too local. Uh, no, I think in Southeast Asia, I think it was the was it the Singaporean tiger or the it might, it might have even been the Southeast Asian tiger. Like there was the there was a point where the the markets of Southeast Asia were booming, and yeah, it was the Southeast Asian tiger or something like that. So Madness. not anyway, unique to Ireland. Sorry about that. Anyway, go on. It's okay. Can't have anything these days. Um, I remember hearing that during the Celtic tiger, you could get a hundred and ten percent mortgage. Where the the oh, bank would give you a little extra on top. Give you a little, give you a little extra, like buy some furniture. <laughs> yeah, hey, don't spend do, it all at once. Or do, do up, the, do up, yeah, do up the bathroom. Yeah, exactly. Wow, um, how far are we fallen? Well, Dennis, I'm hoping to get on the property ladder at some point. Must be nice. I know you and uh, you and Nikki are, are burying money not in your mattress, but in those in those four brick walls that surround you. So, yeah, that's, um, <laughs> not in a literal sense. For those of you who find Dennis's address and knock down his walls, you're not going to find cash in unless gold maybe. bullion. There's always always <laughs> money Dennis. in the banana stand. <laughs> always money in the always money in Dennis's office walls. That's where yeah. he, uh, uh, he stockpiles his gold. But no, for now. Just pissing money up against a wall paying rent, but that's okay. Uh, the place we've got is lovely. We're moving up to the Sunshine Coast. You show me pictures. It's very uh, nice. If you want to see pictures of Riley's house, head to uh, www. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, just, uh, before I accidentally dox myself when I go back to streaming, Dennis is just going to do it for us here, save time. Well, on the well, on the on the on the call before we started recording, uh, dear listeners, Riley said, 
oh, don't, you know, don't talk too much about, like, where I'm going to live because, like, it's a relatively specific area. So if you say a couple of things, people will be able to triangulate it pretty easily, right? Well, so so the Sunshine Coast, for those who don't know, it's a region, right? Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's a strip of coastline where it is usually pretty sunny, except in the summer where it rains a lot. Anyway, um, this strip of coastline that extends from the north up in Noosa all the way down to, I don't know, Caloundra, further south, depending on your definition, right? But everywhere along that is just a bunch of small suburbs or even towns right so if you name the individual town that i'm moving to it, you know you'd only have to go through a couple of hundred houses recently recently removed from the rental market to find it yeah <laughs> i guess there are real ways that you could triangulate it so yeah the less we um like megan and i want a post office box right it's just um, send you stuff when, right yeah so when we said because people have asked us to set them up for because megan and i both used to stream and we're going to get back into it and we were looking at post office boxes Away from where we live because mm, we don't two want towns to over, be too yeah. close. But now that I've said that, maybe we should get one close. So because now we're on the double bluff. I don't I don't know. The anyway, Riley, is this place on the Sunshine Coast? I'm looking at Google Maps here. Is this mm. place called Didilaba? It's not Didilaba, and it's also not Bald Knob. So we're we're uh, <laughs> we're narrowing it down a little bit. We haven't moved to the township of Bald Knob, although I would have been very excited to live there. What about Sippy Downs? <laughs> Ah, oh, now Sippy Downs. Sippy Downs sounds like the, the end of a drink. You're yeah. like, oh, can I have your Sippy Downs? <laughs> can I? You gonna finish that? Yeah, the dregs of the drink, the, the bottom of the bit with all the with all the uh, you know the the bits, the orange juice that has all the 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 pulp at the bottom. That's the Sippy Downs. Riley, I was at a pub the other night, right? And I saw the most compelling drinking game I've ever seen. When I say drinking game, I don't mean like we'll play Kings or whatever or we'll play Johnny Forty Hands and we'll get tanked. This is a game of pure skill that I think you'll appreciate, provided it wasn't done with alcohol. Okay. So you know what a pint of Guinness looks like where it's got the foamy head on top? Mm -hmm, Of course, yeah. Two people played a game I never heard of before where you try to split the G. As in you try to drink down so the G... What? So, Guinness glasses are almost always served in a Guinness branded glass here. Guinness pints, yeah, of course, yeah. So you have to go in one in once in one drink from the top uh, of the pint, so okay, that the that white line sense. of the foam yep. sits directly in the middle of the G. And two people do it at once. Whoever gets, whoever gets closer wins. That's great. Yeah, because I was thinking you just take little sips until you get there. But no, you got to do it in one. Got to do it in one. And this I little, actually would love to play that game. Yeah, that's a friend fantastic. of mine. Um, she she was like relatively calm. She's like, yeah, we'll do it. And then one of the other guys was like. Well, let's, let's get interesting. Let's put, put some money on it. Put a tenner on it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, mm-hmm. okay. And he was like, I got a one. I'm pretty good. Like, I've done this a lot. She blew him out of the water, man. Yeah, she, he got so hustled. Yeah. <laughs> it was like she's walking like, oh. to a pool table. You want to you shoot some pools? And then she goes, boom, yeah. breaks and pots four of them right away. It was ridiculous. That I, I would. I mean, yeah, I'm not. I, I'm teetotal, so I don't. I don't tend to get into drink. Drink, drink games are rather boring and pointless for me. Oh, I have a sip of orange juice. Okay, um, but that actually does sound like that sounds like a, a hoot and a half, Dennis. It maybe even of, two hoots. Two hoots again. A game of a pure hoot and a g- half. <laughs> maybe two. I don't know. I'd have to try it out. Uh, so, right, what are you excited about when it comes to like, like because you've been staying with your mom, mom while you find a place over there? Yeah, exactly. Well, we we we. Uh, I mean, yeah, came came back. Caught up with family, caught up with friends. Time to spread those wings and fly, Dennis. And we're flying straight north. Well, we're actually driving. It's 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 pretty close. It's not too far away, Dennis. It's only 20,000. Oh, 20, whoops, off brain order of magnitude. Yeah, we have to go round the Earth twice. It's two thousand kilometers away from where I currently am. So how long is that to you? So from Melbourne to Sunshine Coast, Quilled, nineteen hours. 
Yes, yes. Are you stopping in Sydney? What's going on? (laughs) No, we're going to stop in Canberra to visit some friends and we'll probably stop... Uh, I don't know, halfway up New South Wales when we one of us, you know, we're both too tired to keep driving and just sleep at a motel somewhere. Um, but it's, uh, look, Dennis, I'll give you a hint about one of the things that I'm really looking forward to and I'll, and it's in the name of the Sunshine Coast. Actually, I'll give you a hint. There are two things that I'm looking forward to and they're both in the name Sunshine Coast. Can you mm. guess what they are? Yeah, I think I have, yeah, I think I have a decent shot. Dennis, I'm about to live that beach life. Well, you, you mentioned this earlier. You, you were thinking about being the kind of person who mm. gets up at 6 a.m., mm. works out, and then just sprints into the surf, right? Yeah, exactly. And you'll you'll notice that the key the key word there is I'm thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, yet, 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 where yet, that actually happens. Yet to put into practice. But yeah, look at this on Google Maps. It is just a whole line of basically gorgeous white sand beach. It's it's what you think of when you think of Australia and beaches and that sort of stuff. It is the Sunshine Coast. It is it is a tropical paradise or a subtropical paradise, I guess I should say, technically speaking. But yeah, we're we're really close to the um, the Great Barrier Reef. It's about an eight hour drive north, so really close to that. Um, and uh, it's just hot all year round. Beautiful, you're gonna go, you're, warm you're gonna, weather. You can go see the reef while it still exists. Uh, yeah, yeah. Obviously, you know, there's a, there's been a <laughs> the, the the federal government has worked really, really hard to uh, make sure no protection has been offered to mm-hmm. the, the majestic. Like they were, they actively stood in the way of like UNESCO World Heritage protecting the site, right? Protecting this enormous, wonderful natural. The beauty, biggest the right? biggest protection that the, that the Great Barrier Reef has is that it counts as a natural wonder in Civilization 6, I think probably, right? That's probably the biggest the only sanction well, around it. In Civ, I think it takes up like three tiles, I believe, three coastal tiles, I Well, think. In, in Civ 7 it'll probably only be two tiles. It'll only be two in, in, in Civ 7 and then there'll be one next to it which is like, you know, the, you know like the wasteland tile you get in the late game when you nuke someone. Nuke something, yeah, like yeah. That. You're just bleached coral, it'll be gross. But no, look, I'm very, very excited to move to Queensland. Although, Dennis, I have to say, right, and this is going to... I'm I'm not I'm not pleased with how this makes me sound, but you can attest to the fact that I've wanted to move to Queensland for a very long time, right? Mm-hmm. Right? I've, this is something that has been on record for me for years. Queensland, and specifically the Sunshine Coast, has become one of the hottest destinations for people, specifically from Victoria, to move to in the last two years. Why, you ask? Because all the people who have been paying out the ass for rent and houses and property and whatever else in the ridiculous market in Melbourne have gone, I'm working from home. I don't need to live here anymore. I'm going to move to a sun-soaked paradise, right, where I can do all my work remotely. And so they've they've all moved up to the Sunshine Coast. And now it looks like I'm just going with the crowd. Yeah, you, you, but if you wanted to be very clear that you wanted to do this before it was cool or before it was economically I essential. Before it was cool. And also, Dennis, before it was astronomically expensive, house right. prices have risen on the Sunshine Coast by 24% in the last right. couple of years. Right. Why doesn't anybody move out to like, you know, Amata or somewhere in the Northern Territories or like Western Australia? I bet property's dirt cheap out there. Uh, yeah, and the, the key word there is dirt, or should I say sand? <laughs> well, you like it's sand. Most, it's mostly dirt. Da- I don't like sand. It's coarse it, and it gets everywhere. It, it's coarse and it gets everywhere. I was trying to think of the adjective he used, coarse, yeah. Um, so it looks like I'm just following the crowd. And I actually chatted to the real estate agent about this because I was asking about the property and that sort of stuff. And I said, hey, listen, can I ask you something that's not got anything to do with the property? And she goes, okay. <laughs> and I said, what's the attitude of like most Queenslanders or people that live on the Sunshine Coast of like all the Victorians moving up? 
And like, this is a real estate agent, right? She, it's in her best interest to get me excited to move into this property. She wants, she's obviously going to sugarcoat things. She's obviously going to try to make it sound like it's not that bad. Dennis, she hesitated for a little too long for my liking. Really? Well, is she, is she from there? She's a Queenslander. So she, she, like, she's, well, she kept, she must be the, like you said, she must be the least annoyed of all people. No, but when I was like, what's the general attitude? What are people like? She's like, oh, yeah, look, there are people who, you know, uh, but look, the sunshine, the sunshine, the sunshine coast, it's changing. It's, it's growing. More people are coming. And like, why wouldn't they? It's so beautiful here. And I was like, that is a, that's a, you saved that remarkably well, but just the pause there when she's like, what do I tell Very telling, very telling. But Dennis, I've got a plan. What's the plan? So, broadly speaking, there aren't that many accents in Australia. Certainly not accents by state. Some people say that people from Adelaide have a different accent, whether you agree with that or not, whatever. But there is broadly three. There's city, country, and posh, right? So I have a city accent. People in the country, you know, they're, they're, Bro- they're, Broden they're, from Broden from um, Broden, Broden Donna has, has from uh, from Auntie Donna. Exactly right. Sort of sounding a bit more like this. Yes, right? yes, yes. But you know, when I call people up in Queensland, this like this real estate agent I was spoke, speaking to, she didn't sound any different to me, right? So I can't be identified by that. But Dennis, I'm driving around in my fully roadworthy Mitsubishi. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah. With Victorian plates on the front and the back. Are they going to let you keep I'm those? Gonna spot- I'm going to be spotted a mile away. No, that's the thing. I looked up what the uh, I looked up the 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 um the process for transferring my vehicle up to a Queensland registration. Mm-hmm. Go in there, mate. Go in with a screwdriver. Re-register my vehicle in Queensland. They give me a pair of Queensland plates straight away. Walk out of them with that new Queensland license as well. Pay the fee straight in there. They, oh, mate, I'll be ready to go. You're going to be indistinguishable. You're going to be living in your nice gentrified beachfront property with your giant car and you'll be you'll be you'll be well, ready dennis my giant electric car that's and true. i'll be voting for you know i'll be voting for the greens just like everyone else up in it's not you'll really be voting it's, for the greens and throwing away your vote up there exactly i'll be one of the four people who vote for the greens uh who boy yeah it's uh it's not going to be good uh, I do hope that there aren't. I don't know. I, I wonder. I really hope that people aren't like, oh, another Victorian. This bloke's a whatever else. I hope that I hope that people are a little more welcoming because I don't think the defence of me saying no, 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 I wanted to move here years ago. I just didn't. I can ask my friend Dennis. I was telling him about it. You know. I don't think that's going to get me over the line. I don't think so. I think. No. I think you're gonna. I, I mean, are you? You're not a particularly politically involved individual anyway, so I think it'll be all right. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, I do have like broadly correct left-wing views and I don't know how well they're going to go down amongst the... Look, I'm not too worried about it. It, it, It'll be okay. But um, I guess guess the other thing is like 60,000 Victorians have moved, right, in the last Mm -hmm. year. A lot of them to the Sunshine Coast. Hey, all of those abandoned left-wing Victorian orphans had to have gone somewhere. I'll just just be friends with them. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. (laughs) So you hang out with all all the banana benders. You're talking about estate agents, and you mentioned that she's incentivized to try to get you to move up there, basically, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, have you read a book called Freakonomics, Riley? By Malcolm Gladwell? No, it's not Malcolm Gladwell. It is very similar in tone to the Malcolm Gladwell. I would have assumed just you're a huge Gladwell fan, so I, I just am. assumed it would have been by him, yeah. Like Gladwell, more like Greatwell. Wait, no. Gladwell, more like Very Happy Well. Or Glad Great. Gladwell, maybe. more like more like Glad, really, Glad Very Good. Glad Very Well. Glad Great, yeah. Um, like great, so super happy, really great. 
No, Freakonomics is very similar. I think it's from the early 2000s as well. Um, and mm-hmm. one of the bits they talk about it in is you assume that, let's say let's say you have a home, right? You're selling it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would assume that the estate agent's interests are aligned with yours because they're they get like 1.5% of the sale. Mm-hmm. So the more you sell your house for, the more the higher their commission, the better. Yeah. Um, but that's not quite true because okay. let's say you have a house that's worth 350 grand, right? And they're, okay. and they're, work, they're working with you to sell it. If, it, if it's going to take them an extra two weeks to sell it for 360 as opposed to 330, that's 30 grand for you, but 300 for them. Yeah. So they're not incent- they're incentivized to sell the house fast, not for as much as possible. Right, of course, because, because it's they're gonna always going to sell it for like ninety percent of the value, basically, right? Yeah, yeah. And that, I never thought about that. Yeah, and the, the books follow that kind of stuff. It's very interesting. But what the way they the way they like go about proving this is they took a bunch of um, data from like the throughout the nineties of when estate agents sold their own homes. Oh, okay. And when an estate agent at the time of the study was done sold their own homes, they stayed on the market about two weeks longer. Than average other homes and sold for about four point nine percent higher. Yeah, because they pushed for that higher price because they weren't. I mean, well, at that point they're getting they're getting all the money. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's that's really really interesting. Good book. Would recommend. Well, I'll look it up. Where will I find it under under G at the local bookshop, right? Yeah, I can't remember what the guy's name who actually is, but um, <laughs> I mean, it, it, well, don't worry about it, it. Yeah, they do actually. They do talk about um, uh, a theory in the book um, about like how white crime fell in the states in the nineties. Um, mm-hmm. Which Malcolm talk, Malcolm, Malcolm talks about in in Tipping Point, and they have very different opinions, and they're basically like everyone who believes this is an idiot. And I was like, oh no, that's what Malcolm Gladwell said in his book. Oh, <laughs> oh no, that's terrible. Mm. So who are you siding with? Uh, the Economists, I think. Recency bias, very powerful tool. I have one more thing I want to talk to you about, Dennis. Okay. Um, before you pack up and drive to Queensland. Before I pack up and drive to Queensland, the land of the cane toads. Mm-hmm. In Australia, we have nicknames for people from different states, right? And some of them are more common and more popular than others. But um, Megan overheard me talking to the, the real estate agent, and I said something, 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 banana benders. Now, well, banana is, that, bender, is that a term you're allowed to say? <laughs> well, that's that. Megan went, what are you doing? Don't say, like, don't say that to the real estate agent. They, they're not going to, like, and I was like, no, it's fine. Like, it's not offensive. It's just, it's like, it's just a term that we use to, just like the other one, Dennis, which I'll now say to you. Cane toads. Okay, well, people, well, particularly from far north Queensland, they're cane toads. Cane, to- cane toads are right? the things that infested and like destroyed Australia, right? Exactly right. Yes, they they did not have a very. They were quite harmful. Ecologically so why don't speaking. so why don't why don't they call the people who move up there from Victoria cane toads? Isn't that more accurate? <laughs> <That's perfect. laughs> that feels like toad. it's. I'm the introduced invasive species. That's yeah. very true. Oh, use that. That's great. But we've got, but like, would you, I guess, do you side with Megan here? And if you heard me call someone a banana bender, would you assume that is offensive? I, w- I would assume if you called someone a banana bender in an office, you'd have to have a conversation with HR. Yeah, actually, it does kind of, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, but think about it. It's, it's, it's a name that makes a lot of sense. Most of Australia's bananas are grown in Queensland. Yeah. Right? Someone has true? to bend them. Like, they're, yeah, no, that is true. They, but like, someone has to bend them, right? They grow straight. And like, it's a big industry in, in Queensland. Like, I don't know. 10, is that, is that the origin of the term? Well, a, it's a joke. How else, do bananas, how else do bananas get bent? It, but is the joke that the people from Queensland are lazy and don't have real jobs? So that they sit around bending bananas all day? 
No, it's not about laziness or anything. The joke is just that, like, the joke is that bananas need to be bent before they're sold. So, as most bananas come from a, in, in Australia, Ergo, from Queensland, they, Queenslanders are the ones who bend the bananas. A lot of their primary industry is bending bananas. So, what are, what are people but from the Victoria one, the, called, Riley? Well, I'll get to that because it's okay. not a very common one. Okay. But uh, we call people from Western Australia sand gropers. Not hugely common, but I'd, if I'd heard that, I'd, if I heard that, I'd recognise it because it's you know a lot of beach, a lot of coastline in, uh, yep. in Western Australia. South Australia are called crow eaters because if you look up the flag of South Australia, it's supposed to be like a picture of a crow like spreading its wings and looking all majestic. It just looks like a crow on a dinner plate. This is a crow, crow on a dinner plate, yes. A yellow dinner yep. plate, granted, but yes, it is yep. a crow on a dinner plate. Um, the Tasmanian one is not very inventive. It's apple eaters because a lot of apples are grown in Tasmania, but also very, a lot of apples very, are very, in- very, very sort of agriculturally centric, these... Well, Nicknames. until you get to the Victorian one. Oh, by the way, New South Wales just doesn't have one, which is annoying because they're the worst of all Australians anywhere ever. So I guess we just... Actually, no, it does have one. Just dickheads. Um, wow. Is their flag just a giant penis? Is that where that comes from? Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. It's on a dinner plate. Um, people, from the, people from the Northern Territory uh, top enders, obviously, and that's fine. But um, the... Victorian one, which I actually, I, I have to say, I've never really heard that much. So maybe it's only said behind our back is gum suckers. Gum suckers. Yeah. That sounds like, I'm pretty sure, and I'm not certain. Doesn't Princess Leia call Luke or Han a gum sucker or something? Is that not a, a scruffy looking nerf herder? <laughs> a scruffy looking gum sucker. That's what she yeah. said. Exactly. Yeah. Lucas changed that line in the, uh, in the film last minute. But yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. I've never really, I, apparently it's something to do with like, the fact that the, the, there was people what used to chew on gum in Victoria a lot in the olden days. and I found that, uh, the etymology of the term, Roddy. Go on. Probably from the children's habit of sucking gum exuded by eucalyptus trees. Well, there are a lot of eucalyptus trees, a lot of gum trees in Victoria, so... Yeah. I would never do that. I don't think that would be a very nice thing. Like You don't reach up and pull some goop off a tree and just stick it in your mouth? I, I can't say I ever do. No, no. Does Ireland have regional nicknames like that? Uh, let me think about that. Arna's ex- well, you mentioned you don't have a lot of accents. Arna's extremely dense accent changes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like That's pretty road, outrageous. Right? Uh, we call people from the country Kulchis. Okay. Um, and then this it's more for the regions. Like people, A lot of people, Kulchis, would refer to the city as the, the Big Schmork. The Big Schmork. Shmo- as in the Big Smoke, yes. The Big Smoke said funny. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but like it's people not said from- funny. People from Cork or Limerick aren't given special names or Kerry or no, somewhere. or yeah. even there's nothing like you know like people from Liverpool like people call people from Liverpool scousers and stuff like that. There's nothing like that I can no. think of. I'm sure I'm it's kicking myself, stuff. and I'm sure when I get off the podcast, I'll remember them all. But nothing jumps out at me. Yeah, well, I mean, if that's the case, it, yeah, it's not not that obviously. It's not it's, yeah, it's not at the forefront of my mind. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the last one. People from the ACT, Canberra, tiny little. It's very very small. It basically just has the city of Canberra, nothing else in it. Uh, called Roundabouters. Do they have a lot of roundabouts? Because there are so many roundabouts in Queensland. It's, you guys in, are very in, literal in with your nicknames. Very literal it's, with it's, your nicknames. <laughs> not very inventive. Uh, people from Tasmania, they eat a lot of apples, so we call them the apple eaters. Got them! Yeah, scruffy looking gum sucker. <laughs> uh, Ronnie, I want to ask you a question. Go ahead. What's the worst date you've ever been on? Is this Is this just a question that you want to answer? Do you want to go first? Well, I have I have I have an answer that I'm relatively happy with. 
But all right, you I, you go first. Let's see, let's see yours. Give me some time. I don't need time. To, I'm just pretending. I definitely know what mine is. I, I, I think I know what yours is too, and I'm excited to hear it. Hear it again. <laughs> so I think I talked about mine as well. But the first, the worst date I've ever been on, Riley, plot twist, was not my date. The worst date you ever went on was someone else's date. Did you end Cur- up crashing it as a third wheel? Were you kind of unwittingly so. part of it? I I I, I don't mm. remember this story if you told me it. I wouldn't say unwittingly. It was it was great planning went into this. So a friend of mine who you've met, Darren. Yep, uh, no, he Darren. was going. He, uh, the, he, the, so I've I've noticed over the weeks we've sort of built up a cast of characters around Dennis based on their attendance at his wedding. Yes. So Darren, for those playing along at home, was the one in crutches who played the guitar at Dennis's wedding. That is correct. Yes. <laughs> They're going to use this as a documentary, like when like so one of them becomes a serial killer to identify. Like there's a photo, and they like cross them all off as they solve the mystery. Um, no, Darren, when we were younger, um, Darren's a year older than me, so I think I must have been maybe 12, so he probably would have been 13, which is right around mm-hmm. the time that you would conceivably go on a date with a girl and have no idea what to do and have no money with which to do anything, right? Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, his older brother, who was also at the wedding, Sean, who's the guy in the weird suit, um, yep. suggested, hey, Darren's going on a date with this girl, and, and it was a double date with another guy and another girl as well. Let's follow them. And I was like, ooh. Oh, dear. Okay. A, a caper. Love it. <laughs> a mad a madcap adventure for us to go on. Exactly. So we were all sitting inside, staring at the window, watching for the for the girls to get to come up and for Darren and Kevin to start walking out of the estate. And for us to wait an appropriate amount of time. And like like tailing someone in a video game, Riley, yeah. hurriedly rush out and follow them. Like following them through the streets of Prague in Middle Gear Solid 4. Very much like that, yes. Or through anyone, through any street in any European city in any Assassin's Creed game ever. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, So we're walking along. uh, We make a pit stop, Riley, Mm -hmm. into the petrol station to pick up four issues of the Bray People, a free newspaper here. Why does it hurt? Oh, oh, yep, yep, yep. And we hurriedly jab some eye holes into the newspapers with our keys (laughs) and carry along on our merry way. And Riley, they were going to the cinema. Bray used to have a cinema back in the day. I think it's about to have a new one again now. Um, okay. They were going to see Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Mm. Not a very romantic film, for what it's worth. But this is the Johnny Depp one. I the Johnny, the, 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 one. The, the more recent one, yes. I'm not, yeah. I, yeah <laughs> they, they weren't going to see a talkie. I'm not that old. Um, although I, I, I saw this the other day. You know, like people, we joke about like talkie being such an old timey term for like a, a film. Yeah, it's such a what a stupid thing to call a movie, like a talkie. Um, wow, that's a, a like it's movie. Very, very dumb. And we call them movies. Yeah, yeah it's, <laughs> no it, it doesn't really hold up, does it? That criticism, yeah. No. Um, so we 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 really committed to the bit. We bought tickets to try the Chocolate Factory. Oh my goodness! And we sat in the row behind them. With your newspapers? <laughs> With our newspapers. <laughs> watching the newspaper through the watching the film through the newspaper eye holes. One leg over the other, and then it wasn't long. The movie hadn't started yet, Treasure Song, before we thought, mm, what an interesting article. Mm, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Just sitting behind them. And then some time passes. At, at some point, you know, the joke's over, and now you're just sitting there watching this movie. Yeah, uh, it's we- like after a while, it's like, well, now I guess now I'm just in. have to. Yeah, I was actually getting quite. Oh, Augustus Gloop is drinking from the Chocolate River. I wonder what happened oh, no. to him. Yeah, you, you started to get invested. Yeah, that <laughs> was fine. But um, at one point, Darren reaches over and puts his arm around his date, and this is where oh, the classic move. No, I have to ask: Did Darren yawn? I don't believe sort of he, he yawned. Stretching? I don't, we're not, this is Darren. Dude. This isn't. A, it wasn't a Casanova at the time. Um, um, you know, he was just, 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 just reaching over. So. 
this is the the magnum opus part of it. Darren Reacher puts his arm over over his date, and his brother mm. Sean reveals that he has brought a water gun <laughs> to the cinema, a little water pistol. <laughs> he was and packing he, eight, and he squirts oh, yes. him in the back of the head. And he goes, "Hey, hey, leave room for Jesus." <laughs> it was so good, dude. <laughs> like a like a misbehaving cat. <laughs> uh, there was no second date for either of the boys. <laughs> you surprised me, Dennis. You surprised. Now, why would that have been? Yeah, we're not we're not going to that. Well, Darren's getting married later this year. It is not to that girl. Um, but I remember asking Darren about it sometime later, and he was like, "Dude, that was the best part of the date because that date was boring as shit. I hated it." And I was like, "Okay, cool." We he's like, "You made it. You made it into an actual memorable experience as opposed to just a terrible four hours of my life. I was never getting back." Oh. Well, I mean, was the film was the film that bad? Well, the film was okay. Apparently, the 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 well, chemistry Darren, just Darren absolutely there, panned it. The most boring date of his life. Most boring boring four hours. Even with even with Johnny Depp singing, uh, "Let me take you to a world of pure imagination." Wasn't enough. Not enough. Not enough. Not enough for him or to get him and the girl across the line. But I think that was definitely the worst date I've ever been on. And like I said, definitely it was not a date of my own construction. I love how the worst day that you've been on is a date that you weren't on. You know, implying that all of your dates were just rip-roaring successes well, from go to woe. Well, let me tell you. No, smooth no, talker Casanova over here. Nobody stalked me and shot me with a water gun in any of my dates. So <laughs> I suppose. The bar's pretty low. <laughs> Darren didn't want to return the favour once you started going out and about in the town with the, with girls. He's like, well, I'll come, I'll come with you up with a Nerf gun and shoot you from the other side of the ice cream parlour. No, I did actually invite Darren on a double date once when I first started dating a girl with him and her, with her and her cousin. Um, mm-hmm. which makes me realize Darren just gets dragged on dates he doesn't want to go on it seems um, well, I, guess he's, uh, I guess he'll be glad to you know put a ring on it so he doesn't have to go on anymore maybe maybe that was one of the you know the things that really brought them together they're just like I'm so sick I just don't want to go on any more dates with anyone ever can we just can we just draw a line under everything here l- l- let's just get married it'll be easier yeah that, 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 that that's what pushed them over the line but Riley I'm, I'm excited to hear about your worst date ever because I have a feeling you're on it <sighs> so you've heard the story before but I, I will tell it again Mm. So many years ago, uh, I I met a girl named Matilda, and Matilda was very so Roald Dahl centric. Right? This episode, she was she was she was one of those girls that was just like so aloof and like, but in a way that was just like alluring. You know what I mean? Um, mm, you're you're exactly my type in that you're ignoring me. You're yeah, exactly. I just I just I, I want to. She was she was fascinating, engaging, all that sort of stuff. So so I asked her out, and I was amazed when she said yes. I was like, oh, wow, I didn't think you liked anything, let alone me. But she 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 said yes. I was like, great. So we organised to to meet at a, a place in the city, and uh, obviously I you know this is before I had my uh, the old the old electric Mitsubishi, so I had to I had to mm-hmm. ride my bike. So I left my house on the bike, and it started pissing down. I got soaked mm. to the skin. Riding a bike in the rain is never a fun thing to do, but this was so much rain, I got soaked. So I stopped in at a clothing store, and I went in, and I changed my entire outfit. I went to the change rooms. I changed my entire outfit and wore it out to the like to the register, ripped the tags off, and handed it to the person who was scanning, saying, I'm going to wear them out of the shop. And, she, and she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, do you want a bag? I'm like, for all my wet clothing? Yes, please. So <laughs> I, you know, I bought like, and when I'm saying a new outfit, I mean like undies and socks, right? Like everything. A full I'm change. Along in, uh, yeah, I'm squelching along in wet shoes, but I've got new undies, new socks, new t-shirt, new jacket, new new pants, everything, right? Anyway, Ridiculous. Go to the date. She doesn't even mention the new outfit. I'm, I'm, I'm looking fresh to death, but she doesn't say anything about it. I'm like, okay, well, whatever. But she doesn't seem that impressed that I'm late either because she's like not really talking to me. You know, she's kind of on her phone a little bit. The, the meal came and once the food arrived, we just stopped talking, which was never a good sign. You know, as soon as no, we had that's excuse, really not to talk, bad. Right? 
that either means the conversation was terrible or the food was amazing and i feel like it wasn't that one it was definitely the first one yeah anyway then after we finished eating she's like uh yeah i'm gonna like she made it clear that she was just gonna just gonna leave i was like oh man i've really blown it with this girl and i'm like oh well it's all right i mean i guess i can you know go and meet up with other people or something you know the night is young i'm sure i'll find something to do so we walk down to where my bike is and you know she's on her phone texting away i'm like all right well i guess i'll uh, i guess i'll see you another time she's like what i'm like i'm, I'm a, are you going she's like yeah i'm going to, like i'm going to house party I, th- I assumed you were going to come and i was like oh okay weird thing to do after like a first date but i guess i'll come to this house party where i'll know no one but whatever it'll be fine right she wants she wants to be on home turf and i'm like all right okay well where is it she tells me like all right i'll ride my bike she's like, no no it's all right i'm getting a ride we're getting i'm getting a lift from <clears throat> you know i don't think you're ready for this guy's name dennis do you remember it no i don't I've told remember the story before do you remember this guy's name no cron was this an ogre? What are you talking about? His name was Cron. His name was Cron. <laughs> I don't know what his real name was, dude, but his name was Cron, right? He rocks up in this tiny little car and he's just been at the gym or at footy training or something and he is this great, big, huge, muscle-bound bl- muscle Hercules beefcake, right? <clears throat> Stinking of sweat. I have to awkwardly climb over the front seat because it's only a two-door into the back seat. Matilda sits down the front seat and she lights up. She's chatting, laughing, having... I've got a huge crush on this guy. I'm like, oh, all right. Anyway, I'm thinking, how is Cron going to drive us to this house party? He's stinking a sweat. He's in his gym clothes. Like, there's no way. But Dennis, he didn't drive us to the party. He drove us to his parents' house where he went and had a shower. He then came out wrapped in a towel, eating a bowl of pasta... To where Matilda and I were awkwardly just standing around with his parents who were watching the 7.30 report or whatever, right? Alrighty, what happened to your bag of wet clothes? Oh, I've still got it. Still I've got still it? Got the bag of, still got the bag of wet clothes. Still dragging that along the whole way. So it's even more awkward than you can imagine. Anyway. This is an, you're, in a, you're living in an episode of Peep Show. We get back in his car. He drives us to Chuck's place. Now, I didn't know Chuck, but I have to say, the hero of the story, the MVP of this entire story was Chuck. I go in. I don't know anyone. The moment we go in, Matilda forgets about me, forgets about Cron. Wow. And does that like thing where she, you know, girls, when they like see each other and they like throw their arms in the air and like kind of scream and they run at mm-hmm. each other, right? She spent the rest of the night hanging out with these like three other girls, right? Forgot about me, forgot about Cron. Cron goes off with his mates because he knows everyone there. And Chuck's like, oh, hey, man. I'm like, oh, <laughs> he's like, do you want to drink? I'm like, I don't drink. He's like, I think I've got some orange juice. I'm like, thanks, man. So I sit there, I, I just decide, like, I'm in it for the story now. So I'm chatting with people, meeting people, talking, that sort of stuff. Oh, how, you know, how do you know Chuck? Oh, I don't. I was on a date with her and Matilda's over there absolutely sinking, like she's sinking wines and vodka cruises, like, <laughs> She's getting messy, right? She gets very drunk. Like she's like white girl wasted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I get to the point where I'm like, I'm done. I don't want to be anymore. I'm just going to leave. I went and thanked Chuck and I was like, I'm going to head off, right? Anyway, I go to leave and her friend's like, you can't go. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's like, look at Matilda. She's like falling over. I'm like, oh my goodness. She's like, you have to make sure she gets home safe. I'm like, I don't, I don't know, know where she lives. I don't know where she This is the first time I've ever hung out with this girl. I don't know who she is or where she's going or anything like that. But they're like, no, get, you have get to. Get Kronk on the case. I would get bloody Kronk to pull the lever and, and send yeah. her home. Anyway. Anyway, so I'm like, oh, fine, whatever. Okay, because the thing is, I had to get the tram into the city because that's where my bike, remember? My, I don't have any way to get home. Oh, to no, Chekhov's bike. bike. Right? So I ask her where she lives. She tells me, I'm like, okay, well, we can get on such and such a tram and that'll take you there and, you know, I'll, I'll pick up my bike and it'll be fine, right? So we walk to the tram stop. She's weaving and, you know, she's she's not quite falling down drunk, but she's not far off it. 
Straight back on our phone as soon as we get to the tram stop. I'm like, I must be the worst company. Anyway, we get on the tram and we sit. Now, it's, this is a sort of hard thing to envisage, but you've got you to imagine there are four seats, like sort of blocks in trams, right? And they face each other. So there are two seats facing north, two seats facing south. They face each other. I sit on one of the seats. She sits on the other one, like sort of on the opposite diagonal. So we're facing mm. towards you each couldn't other. Be, you couldn't really be further apart. Unless we were sitting in different seating blocks on the tram. Yes. She's on her phone. We're not talking. I'm just there, okay, whatever. This is, I mean, at least I've got a story, right? Anyway, we pull up at a, one of the stops. The doors open and this girl gets on who looks kind of like her. And they start mm-hmm. talking. And I, I immediately infer from, uh, from context, sisters, right? And I'm like, oh, I'm off the hook because her sister is stone cold sober. I don't have to get her home anymore. Her sister's with her. They're going to be able to take the tram all the way down. I can get off, get my bike, and I can ride home and that's it, right? So they're chatting, chatting, chatting away, sitting next to each other. Anyway, the tram gets into the city to where my bike is. I stand up, go look, look at Matilda. I'm like, "Thanks for uh, thanks for a, a wonderful night. It's been it's been really fun, right?" And she looks up. And she's like, "Yeah, yeah, sure, whatever." And her sister looks at me like I've got two heads because, as far as she's concerned, I'm just some random guy on the tram who is. That's true. She's no reason with a bag of <laughs> yes. wet clothes. We, we didn't we were, we didn't talk at all since the sister got on, right? And the whole story, as you say, Dennis, is made worse. When you remember that at every point, right, at the dinner, when I'm clambering into the backseat of Kron's car, when I'm at his parents' place while he comes out shirtless eating pasta, at Chuck's house when I'm downing orange juice, when I'm getting on the tram with her, her sister gets on, I'm carrying a bag of wet clothes from beginning to end. And Dennis, twist ending, right? The surprise the surprise M. Night Shyamalan ending that no one is expecting mm-hmm. never went on another day with her. Uh, that blows away because I assumed you were moving yeah. in with her in Queensland. Oh, yeah, no. no, I don't look. It's difficult for me to tell exactly what went wrong, exactly where things sort of took a nosedive. But uh, yeah, no, never, never went on another date with her. Did go out with Cron a couple of times though. Him and his mates went out and uh, went out to a couple. Did you of actually? I did. I actually went out with Cron and a couple of his friends. You stayed uh, in touch with Cron? Yeah. <laughs> Was because when you like you hadn't met any of these. How did you meet Matilda in the first place? Uh, so I knew her through like a, a trivia night, right? And Cron was also on the t- on the trivia team, so I did know Cron sort of heading vaguely. I'd had a couple of conversations with him, but I didn't know him all that well. But then, yeah, I kept seeing them, and Cron was like, "Oh, you should come out sometimes. Sometimes great fun at Chuck's and that sort of stuff." I was like, "Oh, fine." Um, it was great fun at Chuck's uh, yeah. where you didn't really talk to him at all. Yeah, it was. <laughs> But yeah, went on a couple of uh, went on a couple of like boys, you know, boys nights out, Dennis. A couple of boys nights out with uh, with Cron and, and his mates. But tell uh, you, yeah, that didn't really didn't really end up going anywhere. It didn't either. flourish into a burgeoning relationship that you cherish to this day. I no? do wonder what Matilda did with her crush on Cron, though. I find out, dude. You're back in town. I don't know her last name. I don't even know Cron's first name. <laughs> Cron, was Cron his last name? Well, there you go. Know. You'll you'll find out if they're together. Just search Matilda Cron and see if anything comes up. <laughs> Yeah, it's the front page of Entertainment Weekly. You know, the, the latest Australian power couple, Matilda and Cron, together at last after all these years. Now, look, I, I hope they've both found true happiness. I really do. And if that's in each other's arms, well, I wish them the very best. But um, she was a hard one to impress, I'll tell you that. Oh, man. I, yeah, that... that uh, why did she agree to go on the date? I don't understand. That, that confuses me as well. I asked some of the other people on her trivia team when she wasn't around. I was like, why did she... Like, did she even like me? And they were like, eh, I don't know. You can never really tell with her. <laughs> so I was like, it's not just me that's getting the cold shoulder from her. But that was the man. worst first date. That was the worst date I ever went on. Um, that, so. I mean... The, there- you go. 
There was another time that a Dane of yours brought their own dinner, Riley. Oh well, that wasn't yeah. Yeah, I, I was going to say I, I, I wanted to. I wanted to. I mean, it was your topic, and I'm doing most of the talking. But um, we can talk about the fact that that was that was my design, see, Riley. I went to be. <laughs> I went to see the Wolf of Wall Street with this. This wasn't a first date. I think this is like we're like I don't know five six dates in or something, mm-hmm. and. Uh, we went to see The Wolf of Wall Street uh, and she brought a cooked frozen pizza in a lunchbox and ate it. So she cooked we a pizza. She cooked frozen, an oven pizza, right? Yeah. Cut into pizza. slices. Put the slices yeah. into a lunchbox. I was like, I'll bring this for a little snack during the cinema. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. What? So I would have thought, you know, the idea of like, like dinner and a show, right? Like we'd go mm-hmm. and see the movie. We'd go and get dinner afterwards, even if it would be a late one. But uh, nope, she brought a, lunch, a lunchbox with cooked oven pizza in it so <clears throat> that was that was an interesting vibe um but uh, look i don't know I, I appreciate the practicality of it you know movie food the, the popcorn snacks that sort of stuff outrageously expensive you know so maybe she was just trying to impress me with her frugality which is certainly you know something that we had in common so there was that i guess i can't but you've got it i mean you've got at least one right you've got to have at least one bad date story uh, I went on a double date once where the other two people on the date had a terrible time and were clearly oh, mismatched. Oh. oh, dear. Was that with Nikki? Um, no, no. It was before no. Nikki. I'm trying to think what's the worst date that Nikki and I have ever gone on. Because that's what was your first re- date like? Was it, was it sort of It's quite sweet. We, no, we, we, went, we went for brunch and then we ended up just walking around and talking to each other and stuff. I did. We were sitting down on a bench and a white pigeon came by. And she was like, oh, a white pigeon. And I was like, you know, those are bad luck in Croatia. And she's like, really? And I was like, yeah. They're not. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> yeah, no, I know what you mean. You're just trying to be interesting, trying to say, trying to keep conversation well, sparkling and interesting, and saying things that are engaged. So, does she know? Do I have to I've play to- this I- out? No, no, I've told her since, and uh, she oh, got a little freaked out because, like, I-, I was just trying to, like, you know, say something to be interesting, but she was yeah. like, "Were you trying to see if I could tell when you were lying? <laughs> like, is that what well, was going on?" I mean- that's an impossible challenge, Dennis. You've been married. I mean, how long have you been with Nikki? Years and years and years you married. I bet she... I mean, there's no one on this earth, apart from maybe your father, potentially, because he taught you everything you know about lying, but there's no one who can tell when you're lying. <laughs> I appreciate that, I think. There's no one. I mean, unless I was involved in the lie you're telling. You unless, know, like you had, you unless, about, like, like, inside trading, if you had, if you had the track. There's, there's no... Like, your deception skill, your bluff skill, your persuasion skill, you've maxed out charisma. Yeah, I think so. I think I've maxed that charisma, and, and what, what have I what have I demaxed? Int, maybe what wisdom for sure. Dex, you're not, a, you're ra- not usually. Are you rather dexterous? I can play. I can, I, I can play guitar. That's relatively dexterous. Yeah, but can, I mean, you know, how what's your what's your standing vertical leap? It's true. That's a game of D&D. Standing vertical acrobatics, you know. My, my, my. Yeah, I can't, I can't leap off of water like an oblivion. I'm afraid. But um, yeah, yeah, my, my axe throwing is garbage. So maybe ranged. Yeah, ranged, range, range weapon attacks. Clearly, Dex is your dump stat. It's definitely not constitution. You're a hardy Uh, fellow. I'm hardy, but yeah, I got got a sensitive tummy though. Oh. What? Hardy on the Hardy on the outside. With the way he said it, I've got a sensitive tummy. Yeah, Hardy, 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 Hardy on the outside, gooey on the inside. Yeah, my, I, yeah, I think you're, in you're, my experience, most people are gooey on the inside. Terrible for Eminem. A terrible <laughs> Eminem. Terrible Eminem with strawberry jello. You're a sexy caramel Eminem. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Have a Listen to This. We do hope you've enjoyed the episode. And hey, if you haven't, 
doesn't matter. The, the download numbers show up all the same. So whatever, suckers. But if you did enjoy this show, please tell your friends about it. And uh, look, tell people that aren't your friends. Tell acquaintances and even your enemies. Again, the downloads show up all the same. Uh, and if you want to support the show, if you really like the show this much, you can uh, support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash have a listen to this. You get access to uh, behind-the-scenes stuff, early early access to episodes, all sorts of things. Uh, we are definitely in this for the money, not for the love of the game or anything like that. So head over to Patreon and uh, help us get them rookie numbers up. 